Our good friend Matt Braun from TwinsDaily.com is back better than ever and ready to talk Twins offseason on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to our episode of Lockdown Twins. It's Wednesday, October 12th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker, here with my friend and analyst at TwinsDaily.com, Mr. Matt Brown. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Matt, live from Seattle. And uh, he's still hurting from the Mariners' blown loss yesterday. What was that like? What was that like? like? First and foremost, why is that guy be the first thing you bring up, man? I we were feeling good, and you got to bring the. Oh, it's well, you know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting experience. Obviously, everyone knows it's been 21 years since this team has finally uh, been in the playoffs, Uh, and you know they they sweep. Uh, Toronto, which I think shocked a lot of people. I didn't. This is a. Uh, I, I think you tend to uh, look at these kind of teams, and you can be like, "Oh, it's cute." You know, it's a story. It's like something we kind of look back at, and we're like, "Well, but they're not going to do anything." I, I think this is actually a fundamentally solid team with a legitimate ace, Luis Castillo, with what I thought was a dominant bullpen, uh, at least in a few guys like Munoz and uh, usually Sewald. Uh, but they're a good team. Yesterday sucked. I'll be honest. I was listening to the radio call at work, drove home, and saw that last inning, and I'm just like, "What's what's even the point of this game, man?" Pain. I don't. Why? It's just pain. pain and suffering. So Seattle's good. The Twins were not in 2022 <laughs> overall. Last year, it was this time last year. Matt and I sat here, and I was like, "Matt, what do you think the Twins should do?" Like they're coming off a season where they lost 89 games. That was in 2021. They got Byron Buxton as an impending free agent. You know, after this year, he's got one year left on his deal. Should they just blow this thing up? Like, should they trade Buxton, not try to get better, like really hone in on the farm system, kind of rebuild and and go through uh, a lull period? And I mean, at that time, I think there was serious conversation about what they should do. And I want to start that this offseason because I still think there's a lot of possibilities here. For the twins, like they could get younger, they could trade away, like they could trade away Mally and Gray, like they could do that, you know, and get prospects. Mm-hmm. They could trade their impending free agents and go into not a rebuild, but maybe that retool we we expected, some of us expected last year. What's your sense on that? Uh, right. Well, this is, uh, I think the word I keep coming up with when I think of uh, the Twins Ross right now is malleable. Uh, there's certainly uh, not a whole lot of players, if even one, if you want to be real honest, that you say, oh, this is an honest to God lock and load future of the team. Because, uh, you know, I've come on here and I've said, you can deal Buxton, I don't care. Uh, and yeah. I'm still somewhat in that camp. I mean, he still played uh, the second most games in his career, but I mean, 19 games in the second half or whatever it was. I mean, th- those questions still remain. Uh, so yeah, they could do anything really. I see them uh, trying to take that step forward. I think this, uh, if I were to comp 
This team, I see this uh, a lot like how the 2018 Twins played out. If you remember, that was still, I think a lot of people thought it was a talented enough team. Certainly they added on a 2017 that was already, a 2017 team, excuse me, that was uh, already playoff uh, capable. Uh, but then for, some, for whatever reason, you know, Lance Lynn being a turd, Logan Morrison being a turd, uh, whatever else. I try to forget that season uh, happened. Uh, but what do they do in that offseason? They sign Nelson Cruz, uh, sign Marwin Gonzalez. They make deals. They go forward and they have the best season like we've ever seen in 50 years. So I think they're a lot along in that route where they're just going to say, look, we got a little unlucky with the injuries. It happens. Don't think it's going to happen two years in a row. Uh, we got a lot of guys still under contract. You know, if we. There's going to be a lot of moves made. Absolutely. And we're already seeing start some of those, but I think it's going to be towards competing next year. Yeah, I agree. I think they're, they've already, they took that step with not only gray, but with Mally as well. Like those are the two that are, if they were not on the roster, I would be like, okay, you know, I feel like maybe they will not try to do that, but Matt, it matters what they do, but it also matters who's doing it. Do you, do you believe today in Derek Falvey and Thad Levine in the Twins front office to make the right moves this offseason and moving forward after the vote of confidence after this season. Uh, I think you're having far too much fun with this little thing at the bottom here. I saw that smile <laughs> I afterwards. I, I saw your it. eyes like light up. You're like, man, this is whoo, MLB network now, baby. Uh, yeah, anyways, oh yeah, there's a question. Uh, so uh, I do believe in the front office still. I'm very much, uh, uh, you know, it. They're, they haven't done everything perfectly obviously. And I think a lot of people can agree with that. There's a lot of things, uh, especially I'd see, they're still saying the pitching end of things uh, where it's been a lot of years now. And we're starting to really ask those questions like, okay, when is this pitching pipeline going to be ready? It was supposed to be ready last year, supposed to be ready this year. And no one really stepped up still. Uh, I still think they have a good glut of talent there. Excuse me. Uh, but no one has really taken that step forward except Joe Ryan, who was the guy they got from somewhere else. Uh, granted that's still a move that's still a mark on the front office that they can identify that kind of player uh, and in fact if you ask me they should be doing those kind of moves more often um, but uh, as a whole I'm still left very much uh, disappointed in the homegrown talent aspect of it because Miranda Duran that's really been it recently. I mean, a, a lot of the, the core guys, you're still looking at Terry Ryan, hell, even Bill Smith guys. If you want to look at uh, Max Kepler and the other, I'm sorry, I had to mention him, but uh, <laughs> you know that it is what it is. Those were, you know, Jorge Polanco, Max Kepler. Those were two regimes ago and they're still around and that's still the core. Yeah. Yep. A lot of, I mean, it's, it's, it is tough to evaluate because Larnick, Kirilov, Lewis, Ober, so many of their guys have been hurt you know, multiple seasons in a row. I think I'm with you uh, for one more year. Like I think if, right. if 2023, and that's my next question for you, what if 2023 goes poorly? Cause for me, you know, they had benefit of the doubt after last year for me, cause they had one back-to-back division titles. You mentioned 19 was such a great year. And I think they had something to do with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt after last year, but now two years in a row, now it's like, okay, that benefit of the doubt is gone and it's time to perform. So what if 2023 goes poorly, Matt? Uh, well, I think it will depend on the why it goes poorly. If it's straight up, you acquired players who were poor fits. You made uh, unwise decisions, uh, which which they have done at times. I still can't believe we all had to watch Dylan Bundy for 29 <laughs> starts, but we did. Real. And Chris yeah. Archer for whatever it was. I don't even want to think about that kind of stuff. Uh, but if, if it's like... 
specific transactional philosophical things and you can just be like well they just don't have it or they're not actually thinking the way they should be thinking then yeah i think you have to start asking those questions i think you have to start firing some people if it's another year like this i know a lot of people are going to be annoyed at it but if it's another year like this last year where it was really just plain injury luck in a lot of ways i don't know how much you can blame that i think if you look at the il team you first of all you could build an entire team of that il but if you move those into the lineup. If you move those and you fit and you start fitting, you know, Alex Kirilov where he's supposed to go, Trevor Larnick where he's supposed to go fully healthy and hitting. I still think this is uh, the quality of team that we expected them to be, uh, which is why I'm, I'm still hesitant. I'm just like, man, everyone got seriously. Have you looked at that IL list? Holy yeah. crap, man. It yeah. is brutal. It was insane. Rocco Baldelli, Carlos Correa, opening day right fielder, all coming up with Matt after this word from Roan. The dress shirt was made for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable shirt you'll ever find. It is so great. This shirt is so comfortable. It's odor-free with gold fusion anti-odor technology. You'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether Looking good is easy. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% on your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to Rome, that's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash locked on and use code locked on. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Upgrade your closet with Roan and use locked on to save 20% at www.rone.com. Matt, welcome back. How was it over there? <laughs> Bring me back. There we are. Man, I, I was hiding for so long. <laughs> I want to ask you, Matt, because we know self-imposed payroll for the Twins, of course, and we know any move they make, any significant move they make on the books also alters how they can operate not only that offseason, but in future offseasons, we've seen them avoid risk, especially this front office with long-term deals. I will ask you, if you're the Minnesota Twins, and Jim Polad said, we'll do it. We'll, we'll sign Carlos Correa for $300 million, but that doesn't mean I'm going to run up the payroll to 170 180 million like we're going to stay within where we've been which is 140 you know hopefully we're up to 150 in 2023 would you sign carlos correa for 10 years and 300 million uh, only that yeah sure why not <laughs> he's like 27 did he just turn 28 man he's still like the most ridiculously young like legitimately uh alex rodriguez 2.0 but just like a little bit worse i mean yeah you shell that out for that guy i don't have to think about the shortstop position offensively and defensively for 10 years yeah i think i think i signed that and i know then there are the okay well that's going to limit what you can do in starting pitching well i don't i don't really care this is you really are talking about a maybe once in a generation type of you know dual threat shortstop i don't really i can't really think of anyone else who can keep up with him on both levels uh or both sides of the ball excuse me like he can so yeah i i give him that interesting i'm surprised kind of that you said that i mean i'm i'm surprised because you're usually <laughs> Surpri- like, I, good 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 players is that a, is that yeah, a good take? player bringing in good player 300 million yeah. but you are usually like i know you understand their process of of like limiting 
but I agree that you either I think you they play at the top of the market and then I I understand like trying to find bargains but like they've mm-hmm. tried to find bargains without shopping at the top of the market and they did get Correa <laughs> but it was you know ended up being a one year deal. Uh, Carlos Rodon I think is a clear fit for this team Matt and he was last offseason as well. Would would he be somebody and I know you're interested in good players but there's shoulder questions, <laughs> there's health questions with him too. You know, would he be somebody uh, you would hope the twins would invest like a lot of years and money into. Well, I, th- I think I'm going to go back to my philosophy of sign good players. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to say yes uh, for, for a few re- Now the, the funny thing is uh, if you were to remember and literally no one else remembers except for me, but that was last off season. I know there are a lot of conversations about Rodon and I was fully hands off. I'm like, I don't want to touch this guy. Yep. Nope. Don't want to be anywhere near him. That shoulder man, that, that just scared me when the white Sox didn't even give him the qualifying offer. I'm like that, that scares me. Now what I failed to realize were that the white Sox are run by idiots. So, <laughs> Uh, and the Giants are run by very smart people. So when they signed him to that contract and he just had uh, arguably a top five to three uh, Cy Young uh, worthy season in the NL, uh, that changes uh, the perspective for me a lot. I think it does. Uh, and so uh, I say yes, not just because he gives you that upside, but because I think even th- that injury risk a little bit uh, helps the Twins in that favor. That's Because if you're the Mets, right, and you're looking, you want your guy who's like stud ace you want your Garrett Cole type where it's just like he's durable and he's got the stuff uh and those are going to be the guys they're going after uh so they're gonna they're gonna ignore Rodon because they're gonna see that and they're like well we're just gonna spend the extra money on the other guy twins can't really afford to do that so yeah this guy's gonna have this little deficiency and yeah the shoulder flares up and he's done for the season it is what it is but for the twins in the position they are in that's the risk they have to take. It simply is until we start start to see them step up that game where it is the 180, 200 plus payroll. I don't I don't think we're going to see unless, you know, except for the hyperinflation in 2030 or whenever that's going to be. Uh, that's those are the kind of players they got to sign. He went hard at NC State. They just ran him into the ground and they, they kind of do that to their starters. I think that's their reputation. Mm-hmm. But I also think like because he was so hurt early in his career he has less innings on his arm as a big leaguer. And I think you're going to get like at least two more, hopefully 160, 170 inning seasons. I don't know beyond that, like he's into his thirties, but I would hope you would get at least two of those ACE level seasons. And that's what you sign up for. You know, if you sign a guy for a five-year deal, you're expecting to get two repeat seasons of what he just did. And then we'll figure it out later on. That's, that's the, the price of admission. Matt, is Rocco Baldelli the right manager for the 2023 Twins? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Next question. <laughs> oh, no. Well, well, okay, we can talk about it. We can talk about it, I guess, because that's the whole point of this. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. I don't uh, really didn't have many specific uh, quandaries, uh, any real problems with how he handles uh, the team, how he handles lineups, how he handles pitching staff. And even from – because I know a, a lot of uh, criticism is on um, uh, how – potentially aloof he can come off as he even got started to get spicy at the end of the season he got ejected a few times started yelling at people i think he's starting to get crusty in his old age you do like to see that uh but from a okay so from a a purely decision making standpoint like in-game baseball strategy and even like pre-game baseball strategy when you set the lineups when you set who's available i think he is a great conduit and a great connection with the front office and i know some people might interpret that as as being the mouthpiece of the front office i i think it's a bit different i think it is a connection it's a relationship it's a conversation and you and you have those people having those conversations and they have such a, a great dialogue with each other uh which i think the twins front office and rocco does have which is uh i think in 
something people don't really uh, think about uh, because they have that. Um, I don't th- I think it would be difficult to, to slice him off and try and put someone else in there. Uh, and I, like I said, I think just a lot of it came down to luck. You know, I, I don't, I don't care about pulling guys early. That's what you do. Uh, it's, you know, the year of our Lord 2022 in baseball. If you're not Jacob deGrom level, sorry, it's six innings or get out of there. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I fully, I'm fully on board. I like him. Weaknesses on the roster, trade candidates, and more with Matt after this word from Built Bar. Built Bars are healthy. Built Bars are delicious. And it's time to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried them, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a protein bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked on 15 at built.com. Matt, welcome back. To you, what is the biggest weakness? on the Minnesota Twins roster going into the offseason? That's a good question. I think uh, this is going to be a bit of a different answer, and it's going to be hard, uh, not hard to explain. It's going to be fun to explain, actually. I I think their biggest weakness is they have a lot of repetition amongst specifically their position players. I think uh, you could look at how many left-handed hitting outfielders they have, and and you can say, man, I mean, it's like six of them. And you and even with Jake Cave gone now, uh, I mean, it's just someone someone from that group's got to be gone, whether it's Gordon, whether it's Larnick, whether it's Kepler, who everyone wants, you know, hanged and tried for treason and murder and arsony. And, you know, Grand, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto probably is in there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, Walner coming up. I mean, you just got so many of these guys. I think you have to start looking around and saying, well, you can't fit all these people and try and maybe pull a raise like they always like to do. Uh, tr- like when they traded Austin Meadows to say, you're, you know, you're a good player, but you're, re- uh, you're repeat, you're expendable in that way. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if the twins have shown that level of ruthlessness, which is why I'd, I'm not sure if they're going to do it. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I think that's going to be a big issue. Uh, another one is this, and it's, there's some overlap in there is this sort of positionless, but in a bad way, type of player yeah. that they've they've grown to have where you yep. can say well oh nick gordon's a utility i'm gonna really pick on nick gordon i like him for the record i'm using him as like my foible here uh where you look at nick gordon you're like he's a utility guy and it's like he can't really play second base so yeah. not really or Luis rice a utility guy and it's like i'd rather burn my eyes than watch him play third base again yeah. uh so you have all these guys where yeah they technically can but when you put them in at a position that you're not really comfortable in that's when they start making errors and that's when they start mishandling balls that suddenly are costing you games uh and it's you know not as easy as you just flick a switch and now a guy can play second base but it really is um a style of player i'd like to see them target more where it's they can actually play these positions and they can actually more like marwin gonzalez uh, who was able to at least hold his own, if not play exceedingly well at outfield, at second base, third base. Uh, hell, I even think he played shortstop, although I wouldn't yeah. recommend doing that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think those two things uh, on the offensive side of the ball are their main problems. 
So you mentioned Kepler. Gio Rochella under contract for one more year. To you, who is most likely to be traded this offseason? Is it one of those two? Is it both? Is it somebody else? Mm, that's a good question. I would probably say Kepler. Uh, you know, I think depending, I think we're a little bit, um, um, because we always see the conversations focused on Kepler, we tend to think that, oh, he's going to be the one gone, but I'm not yeah. even sure if it's the front office, if, if they're even along those lines or they, they think something else. But at least from my perspective, I look at, all right, he had that one year where he hit, but everything else has been about a 90 WRC plus. You know, when a guy shows you who he is, you don't hold on to that one thing he did a long time ago. You know, right. he is what he is at this point, but he also can play an excellent right field. And I think that's what keeps him around that. What That's what gives him value, especially in target field, which can be a little bit weird uh, out in right field. Uh, so I think he goes, if only because of people of uh, potentially just being sick of uh, not him as a person, but his, his style of play. And I, th I do yeah. think he has value. And I think another team uh, they will, and they have, uh, historically looked at him and said, no, that's a, that's a solid ball player under, uh, I think he may only have like one year left. I don't, yeah. I don't remember now only one year. He one year and some options. He's got some options. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, God, I, yeah. they signed those contracts like yesterday. There's yeah. no way, no way they're almost over. Uh, so I say Kepler, uh, and then, um, geo, I do like, I think he, he's been probably the most surprising in a good way uh, yep. ball player for the 2022 twins. You want to keep him at third base. I'm fine with that. You want to get rid of him and even uh, maybe sign or trade for someone else. I'm fine with that. You want to make Brooks Lee, the opening day third baseman. I'm fine with that. I, I honestly, that, Matt, I would love I, that. <laughs> that'd be some Ray shit. I would love that yeah. so hard. <laughs> I would love that so hard. Maybe that's our next conversation. I don't know. You mentioned uh, Luis arise positionless and he's got three more years of team control. Is he somebody you would still look to extend this offseason after winning the batting title? Ooh, extend him. He's 25. He's got three more years on his contract. That's arbitration. He's probably going to go 5, 8, 11 in ARB. So you're mm. looking at like a, a three-year, $23 million deal at this point. Maybe. Here's here's the thing, and this is what I'm really stuck on with the rise, is because I want to like the guy. I mean – um, considering he was a minor leaguer when I uh, first started as a minor league writer. So I consider all these players, my children of sorts. Uh, and I consider him, I was there uh, for his first hit in Seattle. I was there for his first start the next day. You know, I, I, I love him, but you have to be realistic sometimes. And you have to say, look, he really didn't hit at all in the second half. And yeah, yeah. he was injured. So maybe that influenced it as well. Uh, but his style of play makes his, um, his uh, margin of error just super thin, even more so than any other player. So if he's not hitting those line drives and they're not finding gaps, that's what we're going to see. We're going to see the batting average drop. We're going to see the OBP, which uh, really fell off, yeah. uh, is going to fall down. And it's still, I think, in question whether or not he can tap into that next level of power uh, that can that level of pull power, you know, the occasional home run that can buoy him and keep him above this, this sort of like Kevin Newman style of play. He's obviously better than Kevin Newman, but that kind of like literally no power, uh, empty batting average kind of player. I don't think he's that. Uh, I think he's somewhere in the middle, maybe this 130-ish WRC plus. Uh, but then again, you have to consider, well, he's a pretty much a pure first baseman at that point. So 130 WRC plus as a third baseman, that's only really like a three-war player. I'm, I'm sorry, you want to be like really um, heartless about it. That's not, incredibly valuable that's not so valuable that if his name comes up when talking about say is that gallon you want to trade for that you immediately hesitate and you say no um 
but it's it you know it's it's just i i would more likely trade him than extend him i guess is uh what i would say there we're gonna have matt back on uh again before free agency commences if he'll come if he'll come back on we're gonna have uh, i don't know on. man i don't know and we'll go over uh we'll go over like the free agent class your favorites in the class some mm-hmm. trade targets you like for the twins this offseason because I, I agree with you. I think they're going to try to win. I think they're going to try uh, to really improve this club. And I hope they do really try to improve this club uh, this offseason going into 2023. Matt, as always, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thanks for supporting us and Matt. You can go check out his work at twinsdaily.com. And Matt, let them know your handle because we don't have it on the screen today. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, – oh, God, do I even remember? I believe it is at Matthew B underscore twins. Uh, Because that was the only thing that was really available when I made that account. So there you go. Follow him up (laughs) on Twitter. Check out his stuff and go twins. And guess what? Go Mariners. Thanks. Go Mariners. Please don't blow it.